As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi folks, this is James Kennison. Welcome to a very special episode of That Story Show. This is called our alternative episodes. It's when me and John and David can't get together to record. I had an opportunity to record with Austin Reason of uh, Noobs in the Whovian podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Take care. Hi, folks. Welcome to a very special edition of that story show. Um, we don't even have a name for it yet. It's just uh, bonus uh, interviews with random listeners who have awesome stories. And uh, that's exactly what we're doing today. Brought to you the week of October 4th, 2018. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison. With me today is uh, a great young man named Austin Reason. Welcome to the show, Austin. Hello. It's good to be here. I'm, I'm glad to have you. Now, some of our listeners may know Austin um, from a story that he told a while back about a possum digging a hole up through his... Uh, his, his particle board floor in his trailer. Um, <laughs> and and it, it, that was a story from gosh, what, 10 years ago. It was, yeah, it was like 2007 or eight or something like that. It was in the, uh, that email archive show. Yeah. I'm sorry. It took so long to get to your email. There is literally no excuse for how terrible that was that it what, took that What's long. great about that is that uh, I had sent an e uh, a voicemail uh, story a couple of weeks ago, and then I got about a week later, I got an email saying, thanks for your great story or something, you know, we'll, we'll be featuring it on the show. And I thought it was in response to that one that I had just sent in. Uh, and then I tune in and I, <laughs> I hear you reading an email. I don't even remember sending. Really? <laughs> 
I no, I do not remember sending it at all. Um, I'm I'm sure that you know. 12 years ago, I sent it in and said, well, I guess it didn't make the cut or whatever. Oh. And um, I literally have children who weren't alive when I wrote that email uh, that are now in middle school. So <laughs> that's that that's a wonderful story and evidence of a terrible podcast host <laughs> at the same time. So uh, speaking of children and podcasting, my understanding is that you do a show with your kids. Can you tell us a little bit about it? I do. I've got three little boys and the older two uh, do a do a podcast with me called Noobs and the Whovian. Uh, this was an idea. Um, just just backstory on me. I have since finding your podcast. You're the by the way, nobody's listening was the very first podcast I ever listened to. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I found it. You were 20 episodes in or something like that. And I was I discovered this thing called podcasts and found killer salsa of all things uh, yeah. and was, and immediately said, I'm going back to the, the first episode and been listening ever since then. And ever since then have wanted to do a podcast and couldn't ever, I, I didn't want to do one for no reason just to do one. Right. But I came up with a great idea that I couldn't get to work. I wanted it to be called the noob and the Whovian because I had never seen a single episode of Dr. Who. Okay. And so I wanted to find somebody who was an old school, you know, knew all the episodes inside and out. Uh, and we would watch it each week. And then I would talk about my reactions as a noob and they would give me all the cool details and backstory as the, the Whovian. Okay. And I couldn't find anyone. Everyone that I thought would be the perfect match said, no, I've never seen Dr. Who or what's a podcast or things like that. And so, <laughs> uh, I don't know, three years went by. And, and, and in the meantime, I gave up and just started watching the show on my own and then realized <laughs> I had seen all of the, all of new Dr. Who. Right. And my kids hadn't. And I said, wait a minute. They're the noobs. Yeah. I'm, I'm the guy that's seen it all now. So we, I flipped the script around on it. And so now they're the noobs. I'm the Whovian. And I, and I admit on the show, I'm only the Whovian in as much as I've seen all the episodes once. Right. Right. Now, <laughs> I, I, how old I, are I, your boys? So uh, the older two that, that actually do the show with me are 13 and 11. Okay. Uh, the younger one is seven and he couldn't care less about Dr. Who, about Star Trek, yeah. about any, anything that we turn on uh, sci-fi. He just leaves the room. He's just not interested. So uh, I did not invite him to do the podcast. <laughs> so when I started introducing my kids to Dr. Who, we made it all the way up to the episode um, with the boy with the gas mask on, which is a great episode. Uh, uh, the silent child. Yeah. So are, are you my mummy? How did your boys handle that one? Cause that one gave my daughter nightmares for weeks. <laughs> uh, how old was she at the time? Uh, probably nine or 10. Okay. They, yeah. So they, they were, they were like 10 and 12 when they saw it and, uh, and I prepared them for it. I said, guys, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> and, um, when when the gas mask first starts coming out of the doctor uh, uh, the doctor Constantine's mouth yeah and it's just horrifying but yeah when we, we each season when we're done with a season we do a season recap and talk about our favorite moments and our favorite episodes and that batch two parter was the most referenced episode that we talked about in our series recap it had like our favorite moment and our favorite you know uh, CGI and yeah. the best you know the scariest moment and everything. That's great. Yeah, I love Doctor Who for well, for many reasons, but one of them is they can take 
the most outlandish, seemingly uh, ghost-like or spiritual yes. kind of thing. Some, the most unexplainable, off-the-wall thing. And and the first episode of the new series back in, I think it was 05, right? Um, yeah. Uh, with the plastic coming alive and all that mm -hmm. is a perfect example. They will take the weirdest wonkiest thing. And by the time the episode's over, you're like, that's plausible. Everything. Right. Oh yeah. It's, oh, it's absolutely. completely um, possible that that, ha that could have happened. After the first time I watched blink, uh, I couldn't turn my back on a statue anywhere. I went, I just, you know, <laughs> and, and the, we, we actually have a running list on our show of all of the alien versions of spooky things that you're talking about. So we've had alien werewolves, we've had alien vampires, we've had alien ghosts. We, you know, yeah. just every Clock, every which clockwork way you know. robots and, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's you know, like you said, uh, what's that thing that's in just in the corner of your eye? You know, the the chill on the back of your neck. It's always aliens. It's all <laughs> it's all aliens. So um, so we 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 always look forward to. Oh, we're going to, oh, here we go. We're going to have space vampires. You know, we're going to have a space werewolf. You know, that's, that's so true. It's very true. There's, yeah. there's, there's definitely a lot of that on there. Great show, by the way, folks, if you've not checked out Dr. Who and you love sci-fi and you've just been putting it off, stop. Um, I know people that won't watch Dr. Who just because there's so many people telling them to watch Dr. Who. Right. And <laughs> I was one of those people. And I, I was that guy. And I, I started watching it and it, I tell people, give, give it three episodes minimum. Yep. Um, but then after that, you're not going to want to stop. And there's so much stuff. There's so many good real what quick. What I have found in rewatching it is whenever we come across one and I see the title and I do an internal groan of, oh man, I don't like this kind of an episode. But now I, you know, I've got to watch it because I'm doing a podcast about it. We, we do every episode and then we watch it and then I'm like, this was so good. Yeah. Like, you know, even the ones that I don't want They're to watch again, creative. I end up getting sucked in. So, so creative. Um, so tell us how we could find your show. Uh, so you go to noobs and the Um, in O O B S noobs. Um, and you can also find us facebook.com slash noobs and the Whovian. Uh, so you can, you can message us there or you can, uh, uh, send us uh, an email actually at noobs and the Whovian at gmail.com. And one of the things that our, our tagline is that we're, we're the show that introduces a whole new generation to, uh, to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and then talking about it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before and two sons who haven't. So the idea is we want it to be, a, you know, like a family thing, you know, come, come on and, and uh, let it be the reason, let it be the excuse for uh, why you've never seen it. Well, now you've got this podcast you can listen to. And you can watch it with your kids and then listen to the podcast and that kind of thing. Very nice. So folks um, could literally start at the beginning of the show and, yes. and watch along with you and still feel like they're part of the experience. How, how many yeah. episodes are you in? Uh, we are 36 episode wow. podcast episodes. That's impressive. Whenever we have a two-parter, we, we do it as one ah. podcast episode. Because uh, it's you know one story, and then we've also done a couple that we call Wibbly Wobbly, uh, where um, we do a little. It's just a once-off where we talk about a time travel story. Okay. So the first one we we talked about the movie Meet the Robinsons. Uh, ah. we've done Back to the Future. We did a Star Trek episode that was you know a Deep Space Nine episode that was about time travel, and um, so those are just kind of fun things. And then we do the season recaps. So we're we're um, 
about halfway through season three, I believe. And so, um, the, 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 it, we, we started it 2005 with the revival. So it's starting from the new who we didn't do any classic who yet. Right. Uh, we're thinking about doing that when we catch up and then, um, which will never happen cause it's still on the air, but <laughs> so you can, you can get caught up and then each week, you know, just watch the next episode or the next two, if it's a two parter. Uh, so it's family and, friendly then I assume, absolutely. I, I it's assume a clean your, podcast. Yep. your kids don't swear at you um, or anything like we that. Bleep them. We bleep them when they, when they do. <laughs> All right. So, um, I, I want to say thanks for, um, coming on and, and before you get into your story, uh, just a quick explanation of what the the whole point is here, what we want to start doing. Um, I I was inspired of all things by film sack. It's one of my favorite podcasts personally. They are very consistent in the amount of podcasts that they put out, which is very impressive because there's four different hosts and all four of them make it to nearly every episode when they can't though, they still put out a show and I, I, I don't like the shows they put out because, <laughs> well, it, it's, or is it the live, the live, they do like the live them? film sacking. Yeah. Where they, my favorites either. Yeah. Where you're supposed to watch along. I've never done it. Never, uh, synced up my end of the Netflix stream to theirs and, and listen to them do it. I, it's just not my bag of chips because I, I usually am working or doing something while I'm listening. While you're listening. Yeah. yeah I can't sit down. And, I've done it twice. Do One time I sat down and watched with them and I found that I basically, I wasn't watching the movie. I was just listening, listening to, them. to them. So then I tried doing it, just listening to them. But then I realized I didn't know what they were talking about. Cause I couldn't see. Right. <laughs> so, well, that's um, interesting. That, that answers the questions I would have had to, find out but 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 the idea behind it is that when they can't all get together they still have something to put out on the feed and i wanted to do that except i wanted it to be a lot like what the podcast actually is and i've um i've i've always wanted to have listeners and other people uh on but uh maybe maybe not for a whole show you know uh, maybe I, I, there are celebrities that I could get that I can't get because they can't do a whole show. And there are listeners that I want to have on, um, but they've got a story and, and that's it, you know? So this was like the perfect solution is I'm going to record these 20 minute, you know, 30 minute interview slash story times with different folks and, uh, post those. Uh, maybe, you know, cram two of them together into one uh, and that'll make a 40 minute, you know, uh, broadcast and it won't be, you know, that story show, but it's in the same spirit in the same vein. And yeah, if, it'd, be a, it'd be a one-off. Say what? I said, yeah, it'll just be a little one-off. Oh just yeah. I thought you said it'd be a little bit off and I'm like, I hope no, not. No. <laughs> don't say that about yourself yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, recapping, his his old story again. Uh, apparently, Austin grew up in a trailer, much like I did. And um, his 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 one night, he had a uh, a possum show up in his closet, and he shut the thing in there. Um, before you tell your story, I I'll tell the story I wanted to say when we shared it on uh, on our podcast. Is my brother David um, had a possum get up in the uh because we grew up in a trailer too his possum 
um, came up through the ventilation that's in the floors <laughs> and was pushing on the, the ground vent trying to get out. And in David's in the bathroom, uh, oh, no. you know, dith, dith, dithrobed and, uh, <laughs> and feeling very vulnerable. But this possum's determined to get in. Apparently, you know, the ventilation runs underneath, you know, with, with pipes and stuff underneath. And, and apparently something was open or it had chewed through the filter or something like that. And so David's idea to get rid of this possum was to turn up the hot water and take the shower head and just <laughs> start just pumping hot, steaming hot water down the air vent, which I'm sure was great for everything involved. Great for the possum, great yeah, for the yeah. trailer, the water, getting the floor yeah. wet. It's good for the floor itself. Good for the air conditioner, board. you know. So um, I always thought that was hilarious that that was the answer. And um, just flush it out with, with some, some boiling hot water. But it worked. It worked. So uh, apparently possums love crawling up into trailers. But today you got a different uh, story that you promised – you would send in uh, 10 years ago or whatever it was, uh, 12 years ago, maybe, um, about bugs. Yeah, so uh, James and I were, were sort of uh, uh, commiserating about these these terrible bugs. They, Some people call them roaches. Yeah. Um, we always called them water bugs. Uh, you reminded me that some people call them uh, palmetto bugs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're Is that gross. Palmetto, like South Carolina, Palmetto state, like Georgia maybe? palmettos. Yeah. They, they like to hang out wherever there's a lot of cover. Um, so yeah. like underneath a live Oak tree or underneath a palmetto bush. And yeah, they're they're They look like giant roaches. And for all intents and purposes, when I was growing up, there was no difference. They were just giant, horrible roaches. And, and, you think we're exaggerating when, when we say giant, but I mean like the size of a grown man's thumb. Exactly. That's exactly and, what I was going to say. Cause when yeah. we were in Florida, we had a, a giant uh, oak tree with, with about a, literally a foot and a half of leaves underneath it. And they just would come into the house in a yep. steady stream. Um, and, and to trick my wife, even once I, I got rid of all the brush and we got rid of our problem. I would stick my thumb into a plastic trash yeah. bag and rip off whatever came off, and a dome-shaped, thumb-shaped, black, uh, you know, oval would would be formed. And I would place those strategically around the house to freak her out. And yeah, exactly the shape of a thumb. And and some of them can look downright tribal, like they'll have shapes or not shapes, yeah. but 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 patterns yes, on their backs, on their yeah. backs and stuff. And and they can fly to a, to a certain extent. So uh, not many people know that. But if you get one cornered um, and you see one on your piano, for instance, it, it, and try to scare it, it might. <laughs> okay, well, so I didn't know they could fly. Yeah. I was not aware of this. It, they and don't so do very well, the, but they can. The, the, the thing about the thing about these that, you know, everybody would say, oh, it's a, it's a roach. And I would say, no, it's not a roach because you never see one roach. You've never in your life seen one roach. Right, right. You've seen a dozen roaches. You've seen, you know, a, a hundred of them scatter. But these palmetto bugs, have you ever seen more than one at one time? Um, only uh, once or twice, and that's because right. of that situation we were in. But you're right. Real leaves, roaches, yeah. 
Real roaches have a purpose. They're there for your stuff. Palmetto bugs, when they come in, it's almost like an accident. Like they're just wandering well, around, you know? And, and, and when you cut the lights on or walk into a room, roaches scatter. Palmetto bugs are like, what's up, man? Yeah, exactly. Like, are we hanging out? Like, what's on Netflix? Well, tonight? that's because you can step on them and it'll do nothing to some of them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing is, is if, if, uh, if, if you go to whack it with a fly swatter, uh, good luck, you yeah. know, they're, they're going to be like, Hey, can I borrow that? Cause there's yeah. some, there's some mosquitoes bothering me. I mean, they, they are springy maybe would be the right word. <laughs> I mean, like if you, if you whack them, sometimes they, if they're, they're running, like a stretch Armstrong, they, they have a lot of yeah, juice yeah. in them. So, so you got your, your shoe or your sandal in your hand and you're trying to whack it. So you, you find yourself running around the house just slapping the floor over and over again because even if you manage to get it, it will just keep oh, running. It's, like it's it, running. it only stops running as long as your shoe is covering it. And then as soon as you pick up, it's running again. <laughs> so you have to like, you know, if you're going to kill it on a carpet, you got to like step on it with your foot and then like twist. Grind. I mean, there's no, exactly. there's no, there's no tapping it. There's no stunning. There's no stunning them either. No. Like, like some bugs, you, you can like like a fly, you can hit it in midair and it'll like knock it to the ground and stun it, and then you go over and kill it. Not not these suckers, man. They're no. they're gonna run, they're gonna move. And so again, uh, so so not only did uh, did we live in this trailer, but we lived in a trailer that backed up against a swamp. Oh boy! Now so this was this was Chesapeake, Virginia. This is near Virginia Beach. Okay. So when I say swamp, we're not talking like swamp thing swamp like down in the bayou with like the hanging moss and mist everywhere basically uh, a tidewater swamp just meant standing water with grass growing through it but it was all protected by city ordinance because i don't know we were destroying the wetlands right yeah and so it was preserved so you would have these little pockets so developers would come in and build these neighborhoods ringed around these things so (laughs) behind our privacy fence was a swamp and there was nothing you could do about it except just, you know, listen to the frogs at night, you know, and that was, that was about it. And it meant you were going to get the worst mosquitoes. You were going to get every kind of rodent. Yes. And again, it was, we might not have even had all the problems if we'd have been in a brick built house, but we were in a cardboard trailer, you know, right. Old school, single wide, you know, uh, pick it up and, and, and take it out of town for the hurricane, you know, paper mache building. Um, like I said, the possum was able to easily tear, you know, chew its way through Gosh. my floor, the entire subfloor, all the way through the insulation and everything <laughs> right into my, right into my closet. So, so one night I'm, 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 I'm there in my room in the same room where the possum, you know, uh, got into the closet and I was just watching TV. It's probably, you know, 11 o'clock at night or something like that. I'm a teenager and I see one of these little bugs. And again, you don't, ever see them in a hurry really and you know until you start stomping they're not in a hurry they're just moving along chilling out like i said hey hey what's what's good on tv tonight we we got popcorn what are we doing are we hanging out let's order some pizza and goes walking by me and i said i i I was just over it i had i had killed one after the other after the other like i said you never see you never see more than one at a time but you never see less than one at a time. Have you ever noticed that you kill one? And then the next day there's another one. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, like we used to always joke about, you know, like he's one time looking you for kill, the first kill one. one. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, I said, he's looking said for the first guy. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You kill one. And then the next day a smaller one shows up and it's like, <laughs> he was looking for paw. <laughs> like where'd he go? And so that's what happened is I, I had, I had killed a few 
you know, one per day kind of thing. And here comes this smaller one than I had seen recently. And it comes just sort of scurrying by. And I was like, that's it. I've, I've had it. So I grabbed, I grabbed my shoe and I, uh, and it literally parked itself right in front of that closet door uh, <laughs> where the possum had been probably a month earlier. This was probably right around the same time. And I go over and you know that move that you do where you've kind of got your fly swatter or your, or your newspaper rolled up or your shoe or whatever, and you, you got it down low and then you sort of like jerk it back yeah. and, and, then, and then smack them. And inevitably, when you jerk it back, that's when the fly leaves or the you know the wasp takes off or whatever. So this you know this thing's land bound. So I pull back, getting ready to smack, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it hard because my my floor is carpeted. Okay, right. Okay. So you got to make it count. You yes. got to hit it hard. You got to bust then, it all the way through to the subfloor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you don't you know you you hit it and you don't bounce. You hit it and then you you drive it down. And so. I do that pullback maneuver. And then, like I said, I'd never seen one of these things do anything. Oh, it took off on you. It did. (laughs) It did like, like a pheasant. Yes. You know how they, you know, they they go straight up and then they turn on you. They unfold themselves. (laughs) It's like, they've got like six pairs of wings hidden in there. So this thing comes. So it's, by the way, his head is faced away from me towards the closet door. (laughs) I go to swing Uh, and it was like, it was like that swing was like, oh, it's on. And this thing jumps straight up and then did a 180. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was like watching. Yeah. It was like watching Bumblebee come yeah. up in attack mode. It did a 180 and came directly at my face. Uh, it didn't. It Listen, it was not retreating. No. It was not dodging. This sucker said, oh. I thought we were roommates. What do you come? What's the shoe for, man? Like it That's came funny. right at my face. So at 11 p.m. Ugh. at night, Ugh. I'm already like got the TV turned down low, and I'm worried that my, me, sl- you know, slapping the floor is going to wake everybody up. Well, instead, everybody got it woken up to. <laughs> <laughs> this thing comes. I mean, flew right at me, and I'm ducking, and then I, then because I ducked in a panic, I didn't see where it went. Right, and it just. All of a sudden it just took off, you know, and I was like, and I didn't care. I ducked and then I opened up my bedroom door and I ran out of my bedroom door and like my stepsister was still awake. She comes out of her bedroom. She says, what are you doing? And I'm like, they've evolved. They they, (laughs) came back for vengeance. They've got flight. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you're the first person I've ever heard say they know how to fly. I've yeah. never seen it. And by the way, they don't really fly. They fly like a grasshopper flies. Right, right. Where they just sort of flap real hard so they can kind they, of they jump. They hover. Around. Yeah. They, it's like they can lift off and then just and kind of slowly flutter back down. But man, you're right. They they totally unfold all these inner <laughs> wings and they, they turn into this nasty thing that you would never want. To touch your face in a million years, but oh yeah, yeah, it came like right from my left eyeball, you know. Uh, and then, and then, not only is it is it, it goes from this thing that was completely still yeah, on the floor and harmless to like a flurry of motion all yeah. at one time. I don't even going, think they know they can fly until a moment I, like that. I like don't think they do. Their mutant powers activate because they don't act like they know how to fly. They just like all of a sudden you know yeah exactly and I've, it's never happened before nobody and i told my family and they're like you're lying it didn't fly oh, they fly. nobody had seen it before and uh so so bring it all back around to your your black trash bag 
trick. You remember how you really got Jen with that? You told yeah. you told the story that you what had set it under a cup or something. Right, right. And so when she picked up the cup, the whoosh of air uh, from the cup made that thing jump up at her and you know and freak out and everything. When you told that story, I immediately thought, well, no, they actually can do that. So they can. They they will can. attack. I uh, I found out they could fly the first time we had uh, some babysitters over. They were actually just the neighbors. My parents had uh, conned them somehow, an older couple, <laughs> into coming over to our house. And um, we were going to show off for them. They're sitting on the couch all the way across the living room in the trailer when the piano is on the very opposite side. And so we go to open some sheet music, and this flipping palmetto bug... <laughs> just takes flight and goes straight as an arrow control perfect control flight and goes straight between those two old people's heads and their heads just part like the red sea <laughs> as they duck to let this thing pass and and it hits the television that's that's behind them and and we can't find it but there's three white trash kids all of a sudden us you know me and my sister's Tri- going digging around for it yeah we gotta kill it we gotta get rid of it yeah right. gotta take care of it oh. get it out of here one night i was laying in that same trailer because because i grew up in a double wide with a single wide trailer attached to it um right just sort of welded on where they cut through the I, yeah they just cut holes wherever the doors were so you could just kind of walk through the crack and the water was always pouring in between the two we we got up there and tried to patch it and all anyway so bugs just had uh, you know it, it was just known so i'm i'm laying in bed and i feel a crunchiness on my neck and, oh. and that's the thing about these jokers if you've ever you look them up if you don't know they have freaking batarang spikes uh like like batman's gauntlets on their legs they on their have, legs they, oh yeah you know they are crunchy they and, and this thing had gotten and crawled in to my neck, <laughs> uh, like between my, you know, under my ear in that crease there. And I'm asleep and I go from asleep to absolutely alert. And all I can know to do rather than absolutely freak out. And then, like you said, it goes down my shirt or yeah, it goes yeah. somewhere. Now I don't know where it is. Case and I, you never- I just cupped it with my hand and I just flunked my hand flung it just as far hard as I could because I knew it would fly away somewhere far away and get lost and uh, immediately went back to sleep. But that's just what you got to do, man. You, 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 in the middle of the night, you can't think straight. You're just like, I just don't want this crunchy thing on me. I can't smash it because it'd be right. on my body. So, uh, yeah, Southern Southern kids are, 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 you know, they're exposed to a lot different things than uh, – than other right. other parts of the country. So, so we're we're here in uh, Texas now. This was that was all back in Virginia, uh, but we live in Texas now. And I hadn't uh, seen those bugs since we left Tidewater, and uh, lived all around Virginia, and North Carolina. Now we're here in Dallas, and uh, you know I said if we'd have been in a you know brick building, we probably wouldn't have had as many of the critter problems. Well, here we are in a nice brick building, nowhere near a swamp to my knowledge. Yeah, and stinking palmetto bugs are are. In, in our house. They, and it's the they same just thing. They wander in. One at a time. They don't and know. And so one night, uh, our old, our oldest Corbin, who's, you know, from, from our, you know, he's, he's the, the audio engineer for our podcast. Oh, this guy, he, uh, he comes out of his bedroom 
kind of freaking out a little bit. And I'm like, what's going on? One of those bugs had crawled up the ceiling uh, or up the wall and dropped directly on his head. (laughs) He's laying in bed. I don't even remember if the lights were out yet. I think they were, which makes it even worse. So he's laying in bed trying to go to sleep. And one of those bugs landed directly on his face so gross. and he just freaked out. He was like, I had to just burn that bed. Now we're done with that. You know? And I was like, well, I kind of, kind of don't agree. I mean, I, I, excuse me. I don't disagree with you on that one. But, but, throw, throw acid on my face. I want to grow new skin. <laughs> the eyebrows will grow back. Burn it. Burn it now. Burn it all. So, but he, but he survived. It's like you said, you know, Southern kids kind of come up with some of this stuff. I'm like, look, you survived your worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't seem to have them. They, there are things that that kind of look like them, but they're more like beetles. And yeah. and and they're roach, they look roach like, but they're beetles and for some reason they don't come in the house and they don't bother anybody. They just you just see them kind of crawling around. And yeah, since those sound awesome. And since they're more like beetles, I I don't have a hatred of them, you know, right? Um, and so I'm I'm happy to coexist with the beetle roaches. It's great. But in Florida, one of my last experiences with the palmetto bug was um, I don't remember how it started. I just remember how it ended. I was my wife was in the room in our bedroom. I was I was changing uh, my shirt, and apparently one was on my shirt, and I took off the shirt, and it flew. And then reattached itself back <laughs> onto me. And of he course, was happy there. I immediately start doing the most insane panic dance, you know, that you've ever seen a fat man do trying to whisk this thing away. And it right. flies off again. And like a boomerang comes right back and hits the calf of my leg and oh, starts, starts scurrying north. Oh no! <laughs> and it got underneath the pant leg of my shorts, and dude, uh, I stripped down to nothing right there. right there. I was freaking out. I had to have this thing off of me. So um, my wife was laughing so hard, and uh, it, it it was the weirdest, um, the weirdest uh, thing she'd probably ever had to see. And uh, she was in tears. <laughs> and so was I, actually. I was in tears, that, too. because That bug liked you. Man. I was you naked just, and ashamed. And, and I was afraid. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Parents, protect your children from the dangers of water bugs, palmetto bugs. And and my wife in Florida, when we had the tree, we, I would tell her, they're, they're not here for your soul or anything. They're just, water bugs are dumb. They just kind of wander in. I don't care. They're roaches. And they're scary yeah. and they're terrible. Oh, she hated them. Hated them. Hated yeah, them. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I, I try and instill in the kids. And, you know, when 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 I was a teenager and I was at home, uh, I, I would tell people, they're not roaches. You know, they're, they're water bugs. They're palmetto they're, bugs. They're because, you know, there's so much stigma with roaches. And so now that they're back in my life, I'm doing the same thing. I'm telling my kids, I'm like, don't go to school and tell your teacher about right, the roaches right. in your house. <laughs> well, see, that's the last bit is you can spray for roaches, but these jokers will walk right past your little line of defense You're not there. and they, they might act a little drunk. Like they might run away a little slower, but it, I think it just kind of gets them high. I don't we, think it actually, my kills wife them. sprayed one with a uh, like hot shot or something. Yeah. I mean, like 
not not a defense perimeter, like sprayed it. <laughs> and she said it just slowly walked in circles. For yeah. A few minutes. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, like whoa. Yeah, just, absolutely. So they they are not roaches. They are they are one at a time. They are roaches. Uh, maybe maybe a pair of them you might see, and also oh. never different sizes i mean they're very uniform yeah. it's like are do they not have babies or do they, do they just pop into existence That's fully true. grown? i never thought about that maybe they maybe come a, maybe they're like aliens where they deposit something into another animal and then it just emerges from their chest we've come full circle there we've got alien aliens. werewolves alien mummies we now have alien bugs that's I'm, what it is i'm telling you with those tribal markings that's what we used to call them the, it was like sometimes we would get one that was aged it was just, you could just tell it was, it, it wasn't shiny anymore. It had been around for eons, things, man. And it had markings on it. And I'm like, there's a whole freaking uh, tribal colony out there underneath the oak tree. And um, I, I, it's, just, it's like, it's like, I destroyed the, uh, their, it's like Pandora. I, I destroyed their, their life tree. And um, we had no problems after that, but. I was saying it was like uh, the 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 uh, tattoos from oh what's the guy's name on Moana oh dang it oh Maui uh, yeah Maui yeah yeah His, you know how each each you know tattoo tells a story <laughs> markings this, this is the time I climbed up that guy's leg yeah this survived. this one's from a Nike it was a high top that was a rough day <laughs> let me tell you was, this one's from some Reebok pumps in the mid nineties I've seen things I've seen uh. things. Gosh, great story, man. Thank you for sharing it with us, Austin. Absolutely. I, thanks for having me around. I, and, and thanks for being my guinea pig as the first uh, first guy to do this. I'd love to have you back sometime and uh, and do another one. It would be it would be great. So tell us about your show again. It's called Noobs and the Whovian, and they can find it where? Uh, it's noobsandthehoovian.com. We, we we went back and forth about whether it was the noobs and the Whovian ah. or noobs and the Whovian. And I think we settled on no the. So it's just uh, mainly because it's just impossibly too long right. to just keep adding letters to. So facebook.com slash noobsandthehoovian, uh, noobsandthehoovian.com. Noobsandthehoovian.com is not impressive right now. Uh, right now, it's basically a coming soon page that will point you to our feed. because Yeah, the feed's the important part. So, That's right. But yeah. they can look and, and you up on, uh, you know, their favorite podcast uh, app. Exactly. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. We're not on Spotify because they're snobs. Yes. Um, yes, they on, are. We're on pretty much everything else that we could find. Um, so uh, I actually found a, I did a search for Noobs in the Whovian when we were trying to decide on the name of the show. Believe it or not, Google Zero. Noobs and the Whovian in quotation marks returned zero hits on the entire internet a year ago. Wow. And um, I, I ran a search again the other day and uh, just to see if our site was coming up. And I found us on some other podcasting aggregation site that I've never even heard of. And yeah. half of it was in like Japanese or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we're yeah. on that network, whatever that is. Believe me, after, after doing the show for 10 plus years, uh, that story show and nobody's listening has, has been re-scrapped and reused and uh, in every way possible. You, you just wouldn't believe. And, and since, and since we stopped using nobody's listening, 
Um, there's like a half a dozen nobody's listings out there now, including. Yeah, I was kind of sad about that. Yeah, Paula Poundstone, um, Paula Poundstone has a show called Nobody's Listening to Paula Poundstone. Only 90s Batman, Paula Poundstone. I know. What the heck? Where, where, yeah. Well, that and Murphy Brown. Did you have you seen any of the ads there? They're bringing back Murphy Brown. So I don't oh, know. Sure. I don't Everything know. old is new again. But. I guess it is. Well, thank yeah. you again for coming on and sharing that, that great story. I had a blast, and I can't wait to do this again with another uh, listener or uh, a celebrity um, like uh, Ethan. I consider Ethan Nicole a celebrity, and and he has such yeah. a he has you know a few years ago when we were doing Chop, it was no big deal for him to just sit down and record with us. Now he's got two kids and a, and stepkids right. and a life and a wife and everything. And uh, so this kind of uh, format works a lot better for people like It'd be a you. lot easier to yeah to grab a hold of folks and yeah. and I, I just got to say James you know we we started so we were started recording our podcast I think May of last year and it took us a while uh, to actually get them live I wanted to make sure that we we had a few in the can before we actually started That's posting wise. them That's wise. and so we've we've been recording for. Um, we should be way further down the road than 36 episodes is what I'm trying to say. Uh, we should have closer to 60 um, because it's hard. And um, like I said, I, it's kind of, it's been a dream of mine to, to, to be part of a podcast for a long time. And then I started doing it and it's, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot that goes on the front end. It's a lot that goes on the back end. No part of it is short or simple. Right. And um, so I, and it lot, can be lonely. For, it can be lonely. Too. Oh yeah. Oh, Especially by the way, yeah. Any, anybody who's 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 listening to this and, and hearing about Noobs and the Whovian for the first time, be the first one to leave us a review or send us an email. We oh. literally have not heard from anyone. <gasps> oh my gosh. People, <laughs> we zero please. We please. Have inbox zero at noobs and the Whovian at gmail.com. Oh, you know, so somebody. We, we, dude, yeah, so we've we're, got. We're like, hey, guys. We have uh, the best listeners in the world. Somebody yeah. will take yeah. pity on you and go go email him like his page and and do all this stuff he won't bother you i'm i'm promised he won't he'll even if you hate him just go do that stuff for him <laughs> make his day hashtag mmd come on man that's right yeah so and, and like you said it's it we we wanted it to be a very uh interactive show mm-hmm. and so we're always throwing out stuff so hey guys what do you think what did you think of this episode or what was your favorite stuff from series one? When we got to the end of series one, we said, Hey, we're going to do a recap. So everybody email us and tell us what was your favorite episode and nothing. what was your, what was nothing. And so we talked about our favorite stuff <laughs> and it was like, you know, we, and we know, and, and the thing is we know people are listening cause we see the stats Yeah, and, and we're, we get a couple of dozen downloads. I mean, we're not, you know, we're right, not right. even, I think it, it took us uh, about nine months to crack a thousand total listens across all the episodes, you know? So it's, it's, you know, slow going and that kind of thing. Um, but I say all that to say that my respect level for the show that you, the shows that you've done over the years has gone way up because, um, because you were the first show that I listened to and and then you introduced me to guys like Scott Johnson and Tom Merritt and all these guys and you guys kill it every time <laughs> and and I'm like I don't want to go on and do some you know jack leg show like so we we tried to do it right and when you do it right it takes a lot of work yeah. it takes a lot of time um and and you know we're not 
we don't always release an episode every single week because there was a band concert or there right. was a big well your co-hosts are children and their co-host is a dad yeah, so that's a exactly. yeah that's a hard mix right there so yeah yeah it's tough so <laughs> um but corbin and trip i did mention corbin corbin is our our um he he mixes the episodes at that's the end awesome and posts them um trip sets up the the soundboard in the studio and and uh gets our levels set and everything so i mean that's great I'm not doing it alone they're they're helping out and it's amazing and they do a great job of it um uh and it's the thing i keep telling myself is i'm like you know what if nobody downloaded another episode, I'm having a lot of fun watching the show with my kids. Exactly. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that other people that, that find the show uh, will find that kind of connection with their kids and have that thing. You know, like every week we're going to sit down with dad or we're going to sit down with mom or we're going to sit down as a family and we're going to watch Doctor Who um, and that kind of thing. So, well, guys, you've heard it there. Go, go check out uh, noobs in the Whovian and, and, and go ahead and buckle down and start watching that, uh, watching that show go all the way from the beginning there in 2005 with christopher eccleston uh one of the best doctors in my don't opinion. skip nine yeah don't skip nine <laughs> he was much better he was much better on second viewing i'm telling you oh yes yes so uh thanks again uh for coming on and doing this and, and allowing me to to like i said guinea pig you and thanks for a yep. great story and we'll see everyone uh, uh next time right here on that story show uh god bless and uh again thanks austin thank you Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.